It wasn't supposed to end like this. Yes, but who ever said anything about the end? Just before sunrise, on the third day, God sent an earthquake and an angel from heaven. When the guards saw the angel, they fell down with fright. The angel rolled the huge stone away, sat on top of it and waited. At the first glimmer of dawn, Mary Magdalene and other women headed to the tomb to wash Jesus' body. The early morning sun slanted through the ancient olive trees, drops of dew glittering on leaves and grasses, <coughs> little tears everywhere. The friends walked quietly along the hilly path through the olive groves until they reached the tomb and immediately noticed something odd. It was wide open. They peered through the opening into the dark tomb. But wait, Jesus' body was gone. And something else. A shining man was there with clothes made from lightning. Don't be scared, the angel said. But they couldn't help it. They screamed anyway. The angel asked them, What are you doing here? This is a tomb, and tombs are for dead people. The women couldn't speak. Jesus isn't dead anymore, he said. He's alive again. And their hearts leapt, and then the angel laughed with such gladness that they felt for a moment as if they had woken from a nightmare. The other women rushed home, but Mary stayed behind. How could it be true? Jesus was definitely dead. How could he be alive? Just then, Mary heard someone else in the garden. Perhaps it's the gardener, she thought. He'll know where Jesus' body is. I don't know where Jesus is, Mary said urgently. I can't find him. But it was all right. Jesus knew where she was, and he had found her. Mary. Only one person said her name like that. She could hear her heart thumping. She turned around. She could just make out a figure. She shaded her eyes to see and thought she was dreaming. But she wasn't dreaming. She was seeing Jesus. Mary fell to the ground. Sudden tears filled her eyes, and great sobs shook her whole body, and all she wanted in that moment was to cling to Jesus and never let him go. You'll be able to hold on to me later, Mary, Jesus said gently, and always be close to me. But now go and tell the others that I'm alive. Mary ran and ran all the way to the city. She had never run so fast or so far in all her life. She felt she could have run forever. She didn't even feel like her feet touched the ground. The sun seemed to be dancing and gleaming and bounding across the sky, racing with her and shining brighter than she could ever remember in the clear, fresh air. And it seemed to her that morning, as she ran, almost as if the whole world had been made anew, almost as if the whole world was singing for joy. 
the trees, tiny sounds in the grass, the birds, her heart. Was God really making everything sad come untrue? Was he making even death come untrue? She couldn't wait to tell Jesus' friends. They won't believe it, she laughed. She was right, of course. Let's continue and let's just uh, worship our God together as we sing.
cheering there. Let's continue in worship. Jesus Christ is risen today. Hallelujah. Our triumphant i 
I'm going to hand over to Tony and I'm just going to stop the share at the moment so you can see Tony as he's going to do us an all age talk. Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, happy Easter to you all. Um, it's good to have so many with us, but I'm going to tell you the um, Easter story uh, using an Easter egg, um, which I've got here and, uh, and here. Uh, of course, there are other makes available and other um, varieties available. This one just happened to be the right one and the right colour. Uh, so I'm going to link the Easter story with um, John 3.16. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have everlasting life. So with your imagination now, I want you to imagine that the Easter egg box is the world and uh, God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus and placed his son Jesus into the world and Jesus lived in the world and uh, lived a good life no did no wrong um, perfect life uh, he healed people and he spoke of the good news of the love of God to the whole of creation but while he was here on earth, uh, he upset a few people. And uh, with those people, um, they sentenced him to death and to die on a cruel cross. And on that Good Friday, uh, Jesus gave his life uh, on the cross. But it was more than just the cross, because, yes, there had to be a sacrifice for all the things that we've done wrong. Uh, but God so loved us that there had to be more. And so with Jesus on the cross, there was also the shedding of blood. And the red wrapper that we can see around this Easter egg represents Jesus' blood that was given for each one of us. But the good news is that it didn't end on the cross. That on that Easter Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead. And when the women went to the tomb, and they went to see and to uh, prepare Jesus's body. When they went there, they found that the tomb was open and that there was nothing inside. Jesus had risen from the dead, that he was now alive and no one uh, could find him in the grave. But you see, there's more to it than that because he left the earth and went to heaven that we might have life. And if we go back to the John 3.16, it comes with a promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And this is the promise. Whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And it's a gift that God has given. And if we look in the box, there is a gift that you get as well as these. I know you only buy it for the Easter egg, but there's a gift in it as well. And that gift represents the life that we can have through Jesus Christ. But even more than that, that God gave his spirit and the spirit entered into the world and he helps us to live a life worthy of Jesus Christ. So just another way of using an Easter egg that represents the Christmas story. Thank you. Steve. Thank you, uh, Tony. Let's uh, continue to uh, just lost my PowerPoints for some reason. Oh, 
Do, 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 do. Apologies, guys. For some reason, I've just been sharing that screen. I'll just try that again. Apologies, people. Don't know what's happened. still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. 
So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he didn't go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were saying. Thank you, Leslie. And now uh, Sam's going to lead us in a song of worship. He was. Sin away, oh, 
<laughs> and now we're going to have our next reading from John 20, verses 11 to 18. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus's body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. And Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had said these things to her. Thank you for that, Jude. Now we've got something really special. We've got a couple of young people who are going to read us a poem. So, Betty and Amelie, over to you. You might think that Easter is all about eggs. I like looking for eggs, you like looking for eggs. But Easter is less about looking for eggs than looking for something else. It starts with some women bound from the tomb. Jesus was dead, armed with perfume. They went before dawn in the deep morning gloom to anoint their friends' body with spices. But when they arrived, the building was gone. The tomb had been opened somehow by someone, but opened by whom? And why was it done? And where was the body now? You might think that Easter is all about bunnies. Bunnies are quick. I really like bunnies. But Easter is less. Less about quick little bunnies than something much quicker by far. For quicker than bunnies, two angels appeared and dazzled the woman and said, Do not fear. Jesus is back. He's alive. He's not dead. Now go to his friends what you've seen. For quicker than bunnies, the woman ran off. They told Jesus' friends that some of them were. So Peter ran back to see from see for himself and believe what the woman said. You might think that Easter is all about spring, springing to life once again if, in the spring. But Easter is less about new life in spring than springing to life forever. For when Jesus rose, he had a new body, living forever, whatever new body, and not dying ever and clever new body that surprised every one of his friends. He walked in the room, though the door had been locked. It's a ghost, his friends whispered, frightened and shocked. Touch my hands then, said Jesus. Feel the nail marks. It's me and I'm really here. But Thomas was missing and thought that his friends were wrong when they said that Jesus had been. So Jesus came back to see Thomas and then even Thomas believed 
It was true. You might think that Easter is all about chocolate. I like to eat chocolate. You like to eat chocolate. But Easter is so much sweeter than chocolate. So much sweeter than chocolate by far. For when he'd appeared to 500 more friends, Jesus' time here on earth came at last to an end. And up through the clouds in the sky he ascended to sit at the right hand of God. Tell the whole world about me, he said as he went. Tell them all I'm alive and that shortly I'll send my own Holy Spirit to fill every friend that believes and receives my love. A new life for now, changed and forgiven. A new life forever that keep, just keeps on living. Even after you die, it's the gift I'll be given. Sweeter than chocolate, fresher than spring, quicker than bunnies and better than hunting frogs. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Right, now we're going to have our final reading. Um, and this one, again, is a very special reading. It was the first day of the week. That evening, the followers were together. The doors were locked because they were afraid of the Jews. Then Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The followers were very happy when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, now I send you. After he said this, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. Thank you so much. That was amazing. Fantastic. Now we're going to watch a small video before Martin comes to, uh, to talk to us. This video was done by a guy called Phil Knox, who's been to our church before. Um, and this is just an amazing piece of video. So I hope you enjoy it. finished. It's over. There's more of them than us and they look a lot bigger. The villain's got the girl and his fingers on the trigger. Voldemort, Sauron and Vader reign. It's gone to penalties against the Germans again. It's a terrible feeling when hope is erased, faith misplaced, virtue defaced, gloom embraced, reputation replaced with the taste of disgrace. When you've pushed every door and it's been slammed in your face, when you realise you're third, in a two-horse race. So come sit with me on Golgotha's slopes. See human history at its lowest ebb. See the forces of goodness and grace on the ropes. Evil had spoken, last rites read. In a phony gown and thorny crown, he's mocked and knocked and shamed. As he staggers down through an angry town, they spit and hit and hate. Hands that forged galaxies and flung starry trails are pierced and punctured by merciless nails. His body succumbing to brutal infliction. These are the horrors of crucifixion. And as dice are tossed, hope is lost. 
Desolate disciples count the cost. King of the Jews, his headrest embossed. A criminal's killing on Calvary's cross. And as last words cut through foul-smelling air, the whole of the cosmos cries out in despair. It is finished. It's over. Then dawn breaks on Easter day, darkness quakes as shadows give way to the light. See, resurrection's the plan, it's why God sent him. And the comeback's on, there's a change of momentum. The powers of damnation in previous jubilation have been hushed and crushed by the Lord of creation. See, he takes the hit, stands where we should have stood, and that's why we call Friday good and he's back with life and with us and blessed. And that's why we can know it as Sunday best. So to the four nil down, to the backs against the wall, listen to his rallying resurgent call. And to those up against it in brokenness and pain, Easter's story roars, we go again. So thine be the glory, death's lost its sting. Here's to Jesus, the comeback king. Hand over to Martin then. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the great comeback king. And uh, we thank you for the joy of the resurrection. And we ask now, Lord, that through this, your word, that you would speak to us, um, encourage and strengthen our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I wanted to show that video because I love the idea of Jesus' resurrection being the great comeback. Um, on Good Friday, it looked like all was lost, all was hopeless. But actually, Good Friday became the gateway into the greatest miracle of all, the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And the message of Easter is that death, suffering and evil do not have the final word. God can take the worst of evil, the worst of suffering, even death and transform it. We are living in uh, tragic times, aren't we, where the um, number of people um, dying from this uh, coronavirus are increasing uh, day by day. But we need to remember that Good Friday is not the end of the story. Tragic and horrendous times of suffering are not the final word for those who trust in Jesus Christ. For those who trust in Jesus, there is the reality always of the hope and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the, the presence of God who lives in the believer, giving peace, joy and assurance that God loves us. There's also, of course, the future hope of resurrection for Christians. We don't just celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead today. We celebrate that because Jesus rose from the dead, he is alive and reigning at the right hand of the Father and that he's poured out his spirit on all believers. And we also celebrate the promises of God that one day all believers will be raised physically from the dead. Just as Jesus was raised with a glorified body, so believers will also be raised one day when he returns. And not only that, on that day when Jesus returns, he will transform the whole creation 
He will bring a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more sickness, no more viruses, no more death, no more pain, no more tears. And all believers are promised that they will live in glorified, resurrected bodies, free from suffering and pain and death in a renewed creation. That's the great comeback. That's what the resurrection brings. But if we go back to uh, the Bible, we see that um, suffering and evil are not just tra transformed by God. They were the very means by which God the Father used to bring about the hope of resurrection. And the Bible says that even though human beings carried out horrific evil in crucifying Jesus, that this, in fact, was always God's plan to renew creation and to offer life and forgiveness. Peter, preaching on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verse 22, says this, Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. The crowds on Good Friday who called for Jesus to be sent sentenced to death and a murderer, Barabbas, to be released. But this was always God's plan. In humanity's rejection of his son, who lived a perfect and holy life, we have represented all of our rejection of Jesus, the perfect son of God. All of us at some point have rejected God's rule over our lives. We've all lived at some point as though Jesus is not Lord and King of our lives. And therefore, like the crowds, we've rejected him. But Peter says that although this was evil and horrific, and human beings ultimately have sentenced Jesus to death, at the same time, this was always God's plan of salvation always God's plan to restore and forgive rebellious human beings like us. And God brings good out of this worst kind of evil because the resurrection of Jesus from the dead means forgiveness and life to all who trust in Jesus. Peter says in Acts 2.33, exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. So because Jesus died and rose again and ascended back to heaven, from that place of majesty, he's poured out the gift of his Holy Spirit. And so for everyone who trusts in Jesus, there is the presence of God living in them. And it is the presence of God in the Holy Spirit who is the hope of resurrection. As Paul says in Romans 8, verse 11, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. God is sovereign over this world. He's sovereign over evil, bringing good out of evil. But to experience God's goodness, to experience God's love, we need to come to Jesus and ask for forgiveness, ask to be restored, ask to be reconciled. So many in our world today are fearful. 
fearful for the future, fearful about jobs and income, fearful about the health of their loved ones. So many today are sensing that the foundations of the world are being shaken and they're looking beyond themselves for help. <coughs> Researchers have found that for every 80,000 80, people worldwide diagnosed with coronavirus, the number of people turning to prayer worldwide is doubling. We're seeing doctors and nurses beginning their day with prayer, not just in this nation, but around the world. It seems that people are turning to God as a source of hope, as a source of good and help in this crisis. But for each one of us to experience God's goodness and love fully, we need to do more than cry out to him for help. We need to come to Jesus, who died for our sins and rose again, and to ask for forgiveness and new life. And if we'll do that, he will pour out his Holy Spirit and we can know God's presence living in us for today and for eternity. I wonder, have you come to Jesus yet and received his new life, his forgiveness? You can do that today. What about for those of us who've already come back to God? by trusting in Jesus. There is a challenge to continue to hold on to God. We do not know what the future holds, but we know the one who holds the future. The love of God which took Jesus to the cross is the same love that lives in us by the Holy Spirit. And God's love in us drives out fear. And so we do not need to fear for our future. We need to trust in God and in his glorious promises. What are those promises of God at this Easter time? They are, they are these, that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither height nor depth, no powers, no dominions, no rulers in all creation can separate us from God's love. Why? Because Jesus was separated from the Father for us and he overcame death and therefore nothing can separate us from God's love. The other promise of Jesus is true for this Easter. My peace I give you. My peace I live with you. I do not give as the world gives. Therefore, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. We have God's peace with us, living in us, and a love that drives away all fear. Let's pray. Hold on to us, Lord, through this troubled time where there is fear. Give your perfect love to cast out our fear. Where there is sickness, give healing. Where there are tears, give your joy. Where there is despair, give hope. Where there is hardship, give help. Where there is doubt, give faith. Where there is weakness, give your strength. Where there is defeat, give victory. Where there is chaos, give peace. Where there are problems, give us wisdom to find solutions. Where there is distancing in body, give us a desire to reach out to others and stay in touch. Where there is death, give new life and hope. Just take a moment now in the quiet, in the silence, to lift before Christ in his resurrection power those who need a special touch of his mercy, grace and help at this time. So just do that in the silence now.
So come, Lord, and work your miracle of love out of darkness, bringing light. Amen. Steve. So let's uh, finish our service with a rousing hymn. Um, Thine be the glory, risen conquering sun, endless is the victory, thou or death has won. I want to wish you all a happy Easter from, from me and my family um, and just, uh, just hope that you have a wonderful time with your families. Um, wherever you are, however isolated you are, however together you are, um, just uh, be with the ones you love today and uh, we just want to give God praise. Let's, uh, let's just uh, stand and sing together if you want to stand or sit and sing together. Let's go.
simply finish with uh, words of the blessing. Um, if you know this, um, then you can join in with me. Um, so let's, uh, let's say this together if we know it. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.